Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Queer Comic Quadrant, a podcast where we, two bisexual filmmakers, examine cinema in all its cultural comic contexts and explore why your favorite four-quadrant blockbuster is maybe, comma, not as straight as you think it is. In the 3rd century BC, Aristophanes of Byzantium invented a system of single dots at varying levels that separated verses and indicated the amount of breath needed to complete each fragment of the text when reading aloud. The different lengths were signified by a dot at the bottom, middle, or top of the line. Please stop. For a short passage, a comma with a K in the form of a dot was placed mid-level. This is the origin of the concept of a comma, although the name came to be used for the mark itself instead of the clause it separated. Hey. Hey. <laughs> What's going on? How are you? Do you feel do you feel enlightened? This is a landmark groundbreaking movie for teens every <laughs> And this is what we've chosen for commas, yes. to focus on. For this is a uh, a film that if I was gay, probably or fuck if I if was you gay, were gay uh when i was a teenager if i had seen this probably would have uh shifted the course of my coming out 100 percent uh yeah 100 percent. instead this came out the year and a half after i came out yes i was already out too was i i was i don't know when did you come out actually okay so Fun story. We're coming out of our closets and, <laughs> and we're, we're doing, doing just bad. fine. Um, <laughs> we're doing terrible. So uh, my sort of group of roommates that I lived with for all of college were all were already out mm-hmm. or came out before I did. And they were like, oh, Brooke, our token straight friend. Brooke, why don't you comma come out mm, and then sorry i surprised them all well hi am that's yep. so, did you sit them down and you were like i'm gay no oh um over text one night i don't even remember what exactly triggered it but mm-hmm. they're the first people that i told before like anybody else because they were all already out right you were so, just like cool this is casual cool like i'm gonna complete like the the, the group yeah. <laughs> um i texted them at like 12 30 at night Aww. and was like guys that's so wholesome. i have something to tell you i'm by um and then i sort of like slowly came out to important people mostly over text yeah um i genuinely don't remember when you came out to me i feel it like it was definitely over text i'm sure but i've always just felt like you were out really not out to me but like i don't remember before you were out i guess is rather how i'm looking at it i feel like i was so closeted and like so femme like super i guess yeah femme for so long and then when i came out i was like great stripping down the layers but okay do you know what i remember about i don't remember like what the context was for coming out to you but i remember it was over text and i was like so i'm by and your response was, I mean, same. <laughs> I was like, Was it really? What? <laughs> oh, wait, did I come out to you before I came out big time? Uh, I think so, because I feel like we talked about oh my God, making it wait, public yes, on yes, yes. Instagram at different oh times. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Now it's all coming what, together. What's your coming out story? Uh, decided to suppress all, all of my, you know, queerness until uh, the 
latest possible time in college, which you know is good. Yeah. Um, so then on graduation day, decided to make the graduation post and also a coming out post all in one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So do you remember? Because like, so my roommate group was literally the first mm-hmm. people that I ever came out to. Do you remember who it was for you? I think it was... I want to say like Lauren, my friend Lauren, Sebastian, or Eliza was one mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're just like I don't know. It was just like I was. Just, I like it wasn't like a coming out thing. It was just like this is like kind of how I feel. Cool. Cool. And then eventually it was just posted it. I'm sure on Finsta or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then came out to my parents in the most casual way. We were all just home the night before graduating and everything. And I was just like, hey, so like I'm by, and that was it. <laughs> and they took it well. Yeah. Nothing happened. Uh, I didn't get killed. Yeah. You're Great. still here with us today. Yeah. Um, it's I, really, you know, it is good to, as the theme of this movie, good to suppress as long as you as, can. As long as possible. Absolutely the best. No, I totally agree with you. Um, So the film that we were talking about today is Love, Simon. Love, comma, Simon. Excuse me. Love, comma, Simon. Thank you. Uh, 2018. It 20, is... 20, comma, 18. <laughs> um, a movie that I am excited to talk about because i feel like i have some very complicated feelings about this um but you know what makes us experts to talk about this is our names um yes hi i'm brooke solomon i'm jordan gustafson uh we're friends we are pals we love talking cinema so many commas in there we love i'm trying to (laughs) not actively do it i'm looking for any (laughs) any chance to jump at a comma joke yeah uh suppress that no. If you're going to suppress anything. I'm going to love Simon the comma today. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yes. So, yes. Coming outs are very complicated uh, and happen for the rest of your life. Yes. Very weird points. This movie makes a big deal out of coming out the first time, mm-hmm. um, but you never stop coming oh, out. the first time. In forever? No, I was oh. going the... Da, 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 da. I'm not playing no. guess the song. Okay. Um, but no, yes, 100%. It's, uh, one may say being gay is per- you're perpetually coming out yes. to every single person you meet. Yes. And like the thing is about, I mean, really about being queer in general, but I think specifically about being bi is that you don't have to come out to people if you don't want to, because usually it's very easy if you want to like, quote unquote pass for straight you can do that so i mean i think that that is definitely a position of privilege where you're like well i can choose who i like let into this kind of like you know very private Mm -hmm. part of my life or you can just be like everyone should know Mm -hmm. at any given point yeah it's also frustrating because then if you are bi and you are in a relationship with someone of the other sex or you know yes whatever it may be people are often just like oh you're not actually bi so that's fun oh yeah definitely it's like a if you're dating someone of the opposite sex uh you're straight and if you're dating someone of the same sex Mm -hmm. uh you're gay and if you believe that gender is a construct uh you're just out of here you're just there's what are you gonna do yeah well today Uh, today we're talking about a 2018 film love comma simon set in atlanta comma georgia yep 
directed by, by Greg, Greg comma, comma Berlanti. Berlanti. Uh, directed by Greg Berlanti, sort of juggernaut of the CW. Uh, That's what I was Source say. of all of our gay teen uh, representation. Uh, mostly he's known, he's known for like basically like show running the entire CW. CW. Can I get a bingo card of guessing? Sure. It's pretty much everything. Riverdale. Yeah. Sabrina. Yeah. Flash. Yeah. He's in charge Great. of like the whole Arrowverse. Oh, heck yeah. Okay. There's the bingo. Mm-hmm. I guess we're yeah. doing only three in a row. I mean, there's, there's, there's literally so many. You, political Domail. animals, Dawson's Creek. Um, like there, there's so many Supergirl, uh, Black Lightning. Like he's in charge of that Just the whole, whole thing. DC it. universe. Okay. And yeah, he has like, you know, a couple different little side projects like mm-hmm. you, which is on Netflix uh, or Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix or Love, Simon. Love, comma, Simon. Love, comma, God. I'm not doing it every time. It's so Simon real Spear. Old real quick. This boy, what did you, what was your experience with this movie when you first saw it? When did you see it? I remember seeing this film very clearly. I saw it at the Regal Fenway Cinemas because oh, it was during. A classic. The like four months where Movie Pass was active, alive and well, wasn't at the yep. AMC Lowe's yet. So if you yes. wanted to see a movie with Movie Pass, you had, to, you had to, to hike it out on the T in Boston to Fenway. This was one of the big Movie Pass movies for me. Yeah, really. I saw you... it at. I was in LA. Yes. So I saw it at the Grove. Mm. Uh, driving back from work, went to the Grove. Movie passed my way in after a nice pickup of sugar from a, I think it's not, it's not Dylan's candy. What's the candy store right there? I don't it's remember, sweet, but I love it. It's cool. Sugar. There's yeah. a candy store in the Grove. That's amazing. Yeah. You've, we've been there. Oh yeah. Grab yeah. my bag, grab my popcorn and watched comma this movie. Did you go alone? Of course I did. Oh, <laughs> I went with my friend Molly who. Your friend comma. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I will Molly. put a, it is 10 minutes and I will put a hiatus for five. No comma jokes I'm gonna for five sneak minutes attack you and you least expect it is the thing see we have to come up with new shit every episode because we come up with a thing and then you drive it into the ground over the course of one episode and yes. then it's the it's scorched I mean, earth and we can never bringing, touch it again i will keep bringing i here's the thing with scorched earth it creates a better forest you know you burn down trees to create a new new life I'm really mad because that's a really good metaphor. It is. Um, Scorched however, Earth, baby. Let's I'm still go. gonna kill you. Um, Great. Um, what? Did, okay, I saw this with my so friend with Molly, friend. who's also Congratulations. out. Different than my friend roommates, mm-hmm. um, Bella, Nicole, and Lindsay, who were also out. Um, I don't. I, everyone that I am basically friends with, you're is out, out on the and about. Yeah. 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 It's good, well, I mean, it great is, times. I feel like this is a nice movie to see with like friends. This feels like a light sort of yeah throwback to an early late two thousands rom com kind of. Obviously, with different uh, yeah. story beats, but to like see with friends, you know. I remember neither of us really liked it that much, but mm-hmm. the thing is that like. I feel like it was a very emotional movie going experience for me. I cried a lot. I cried way more than expected both the first time and this time. Yeah. And it was like, you know, when you're seeing a movie that's really affecting you and it kind of like hurts in your chest, Mm. but in like a good way. Like a nice pang. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, ooh, really like Mm -hmm. struggling, Um, but in a good way. But also I don't like this movie that much. Oh boy. Um, But I mean, I think I do very much like parts of it Mm -hmm. it's like all of the parts work well but when you put them together in a whole it's Mm -hmm. not 
quite there for me. So it's like a sort of maybe it's a puzzle of, you know, your least favorite kind of popcorn or candy or food. You know, it's like you make the thing, but you just don't like it in the end. Sure. I don't know. I couldn't get a good metaphor. <laughs> I get you. Couldn't though. get there. No, I totally, I feel similarly. I do not necessarily like this movie. Um, I think that there are a lot of flaws to it, but uh, I think it does a lot of good. And there are a lot of moments in it that are really strong and yeah. affecting. Uh, and it is one of a, a movie that twists me and throws me in so many different directions because I can't actually get a full proper take on it i guess yeah. you know because i just feel so many ways all at once but i think that the biggest through line for this episode for us is going to be pretty much just breaking down the problems and the good things yes because i think that i think it is an inherently flawed film but you know flawed films can do good for sure can do some comma good <laughs> ah shit um anyways i want to talk about what this movie is versus what it represents yes. so we should talk about basically like what it represents and why it mm -hmm. like is such a you know a, a modern cultural touchstone if you will like all of the good that it did um because there's so much good that it did do and that yes. is like the biggest takeaway for me is that like it makes my heart so happy to see that this is a film that now mm -hmm. like exists it should we lay the groundwork that this is the first major we haven't even said but it's the first major studio blockbuster release to star and be about a gay person yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and like added bonus to it being a teen right, movie, exactly. which are like very, very straight, like overwhelmingly straight. And yeah, a weirdly big studio release for this kind of movie, because now it's like you think about, I mean, they pump out, you know, a hundred straight rom-coms a year, but they're all direct to Netflix right. or Hulu. Um, lately, they're all buried deep in streaming because they just don't make money in theaters. Mm -hmm. But this had such a huge release, kind of crazy considering it's directed by greg berlanti who's such a tv guy yeah like he was able to get his big box off a studio release and it did really well what does he you know I, it's so i'm usually so familiar with people i'm going to his filmography now because i need to know so he oh he's did he wrote green lantern yeah wrote wrath of the titans interesting and the only thing he had directed before this was the broken hearts club whoa i've never heard of that but like he you know, TV is a totally different beast because totally. if you're executive producing, if you're writing, if you're show running, you have about a million times more power than oh, you yeah. have in like more of a classic studio film. Mm -hmm. So he is just, he's in charge of so much. He has so many irons in the fire at a time and he's a killer producer. Um, so, you know, I think that he's definitely wasn't a risk for them to direct this yeah. movie. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say that this is an auteur absolutely film. not it has sort of that like tv director thing about it yes. when you're like oh okay so this movie looks like i a mean TV every show. choice is kind of really safe in this oh so safe i mean and it's like everything from right. the casting to the storyline yes. to the cinematography yep. to the music to everything it's very very safe should we dive into the plot to dig into this stuff or do you want to just lay it out or how what are you feeling um i don't know let's just get into the plot and talk about it and along the way as, I'm, as we I'm go. just gonna talk yeah. well so before we do that so it's based on a book should say give me the book uh the book is called simon versus the homo sapiens agenda 
uh, and is uh, is that better or worse than Love, Comma Simon? I mean, I kind of like it, but I totally don't think it would ever work as a movie. But I think yeah. it's kind of clever because That's you fun. have the gay agenda. You have homo sapiens versus homosexuals. And it's clever. It has like a Guernsey potato peeler vibe or like <laughs> the Angus snogs and like thongs and whatever Angus that thongs one. and perfect snogging. Yes. The Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Society. Right. Same Get vibe right. though. Right? Yeah, totally. Um, Simon versus the homo sapiens agenda. It's much more of like a kind of like deep YA book Mm -hmm. where it's a YA, but it's, it's written for people that are super into YA. Like in the book, Leah, the Catherine Langford character is like really into anime and manga and art and stuff. Like they're all like internet kids basically. Got it. Okay. Was it written by someone who's queer? Um, I actually do not know. So it was written by Becky Albertalli. I'm sorry if I butchered that name. Um, uh, she's married to a man, but that doesn't mean she's not queer. But I do not see anything on her Wikipedia about being outwardly queer, at least. But I would just like to say, so she wrote this book, and then she wrote a sequel called Leah on the Offbeat, which is about the girl, the Catherine Langford character, mm-hmm. coming to terms with the fact that she's bisexual. Oh, I know. And this movie what? came out like a month before Leah on the Offbeat was published. Interesting. And I think there are nice some. Very interesting threads in the movie about sort of like her kind of starting to come to terms with her bisexuality that I think are all acting choices. Like they're not there in the script. I was going to say, honey, you are going to need to really get out that shovel to dig for that one. I'll talk about it. I feel like she, look, here's the, my big take is that all his friends suck. Suck. They are, this is my number one gripe with the movie is that his friends are shitty fucking friends and it's absurd that the minute sorry no, Jordan's like no, lowering no, no, the good. volume I love, it, I love it I love it the moment that he's like hi I just had my entire fucking life ruined they're like I can't believe you lied to us and yep. that like yep. we couldn't be together for like three months we straight people like it's it yep. pisses me off it's to no ridiculous. end it's the thing is why is Simon the one who has to be forgiving or why does he have to be forgiven for his actions versus him forgiving them? Yeah. Like they are the ones who cast him aside. He had his, his entire coming out was ripped apart from him. His life was essentially ruined. He was just mocked for being gay. And they're just like, no, like it's so you're ridiculous. And that just, we couldn't be together. And then their whole coming to terms with each other were like the, I guess when they're able to forgive each other is they just go, Hey, you want to like, go to the freaking fair with us yeah like that's it he's the one that has to apologize to all of them first and then they don't even give him a proper apology no they all just hug they're like bring it in it's i oh and then for the last 15 minutes of the movie he talks about how great his friends are are terrible you need to dump your friends they're shitty fucking. they're spending too much money on coffee no, the appropriate amount they're of money buying on coffee. so much coffee every day. Um, that is like in terms of like if you want to put some gay shit in here, I like the iced coffee. I think that's like a nice little I like queer kids. I think I think I need to out myself right now. Actually, I want to come out of the closet as a as a gay who can drive. Yeah. And you don't drink iced coffee. <laughs> and I don't, don't drink like, coffee. See, I love coffee and I can't drive. Mm. So the difference Brooke between us two, two. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan zero. zero. Ah, yes. Quantifying what it means to be gay. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Love when that happens, uh, which is a problem this film does. Does. Yeah. It's like quantifying what 
is gay. It defines gay. Yeah. It is obviously very messy and very mm-hmm. complicated and shouldn't be done. But it's also like you have to sort of respect the fact that like there's more to I would say there's more to being gay than like the fact that you're gay sure. or more to being queer in general than the fact that you're queer. It's like how there's more to being a woman than yeah, yeah, yeah. even something as, you know, like sex based as like you have a vagina or something more culturally based as like you are a woman. Like yeah. it's there. It's more complicated than that. And I think that what this movie says is like, you can be just like everyone else except you're gay. Like mm-hmm. that's literally how the film opens yeah. is Simon talking about to the normal. audience. Yeah. He's like, I have a normal life. My parents are great. My sister's great. Uh, my life is normal, but it's, it's my issue, I guess comes with the fact that it's just the thing of where defining being gay is an inherently flawed thing where yeah. he's saying that his life is so normal, except he's gay. Like, it's yes like that is something that he's suppressing and being unfortunately how society has functioned for us is that we do need to suppress this part of who we are and it sucks but for major studio film if it hadn't it, it by normal by normalizing straight culture and him being different it's just a step back sort of and it just makes gay people be like oh i guess it is different to be gay rather than i can just be myself by being gay you know for sure and it's like he does end up being able to be himself and be gay at the same time but the thing is that he's the most boring goddamn person Person. in the entire world (laughs) like i think that's a character thing yeah yeah is like that he's like i can be myself and also be gay okay you are a piece of white bread nick robinson that you just sprinkled a little gay dust on like there's and i mean this is honestly like not a knock to nick robinson at all i would say it's a it's a knock to the character Mm -hmm. and the writing um this because i don't want to shit on nick robinson like come on what what is what has he ever done to me what has he ever been good in he seems like a nice boy um he is in jurassic world Uh, yes kings of summer yes uh he's gonna be in this like weird i don't know because i haven't seen him in very much he and um uh alexandra ship are going to be back together in a movie about ross ulbricht ross ulbricht who sure. like started this like online drug cartel it's called oh. silk road um cool. so they're reuniting for that Is um he, I, there was a review on letterboxd i saw that was how i would define him where he's bill skarsgård with a little bit more sleep yeah which is maybe for sure top 10 reviews of all time i think that like no knocked nick if you want to work together down the line great i'd love to work with you but also <laughs> it's a great it's really funny no like i think that he's like a very charming kid and i think for that sure he does like a good job in this movie and i don't know whether it's that he's so like square jawed all american looking or it's that they put him in just like hoodies and jeans and sneakers yeah. like the entire movie like they straight him up basically Mm -hmm. but like because it's like yes we want him to be himself we want him to not have to change anything about himself yeah it's then but is that how he is it feels like he's repressing things right yeah it's weird it's frustrating um there's that little montage well we'll we'll actually like get into it let's just get into i feel like we need to get into it yeah let's do it i think we're both thinking about the same thing is it the well we'll get into it so life is normal but it's you know what it's not normal for this family because they're one loaded it's so loaded it's it's the thing it's like okay i guess we are gonna go so this film 
it is doing so much positive good and it makes sense that a first major studio rom-com featuring gay characters would need to do this but it's just a white upper class story it's basically every single thing in this story is extra cookie cutter even if you know the i would say like the teen rom-com has already made strides they're basically like walking back those strides Mm -hmm. to put in one singular new stride which is it's about a gay gay. character but like everything else is like the most like basic bland down the middle sort of quote unquote normal things that you could have right yeah although i would say the suburbs of this is an accurate representation of the suburbs of atlanta it's with what's frustrating though is because they do give like a hint of more to the characters like alexander ship's character abby uh she's hinted at that she has this backstory where she's because she's new to this school and she talks about how to her old school that people would be stabbed or yeah. things like this. Maybe she's from downtown Atlanta. Right. But then, so they're kind of coding her as like she comes from a lower income family. Inner city. But then we see her house and she's in a, a gigantic mansion. And yeah. or and all they just never actually dive into any real depth about her character or any sort of like other economic disparities or the racial inequalities or anything happening within this town at all. For sure. Huh. Um. So there's a spinoff uh, uh, show to yes. this movie called Love Victor. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Love, comma Thank Victor. Thank you. Um. And I watched the pilot just for you. Thank you. Just for our listeners. For me. Um, only for me. Not the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, I only watched the pilot, and then I was like, "Well, that's enough of that." I read reviews. I mean, look, it had the biggest, the biggest ever Hulu like opening. Debut, yeah. Yeah. Really. Once again, so exciting i am so fucking happy Again, yeah it's amazing that these kinds of stories are getting this kind of widespread attention it's, um, it, i think it is important to critique you know as queer people i think it is important to critique queer art like you can respect and like something and love what it's doing and also hold it accountable for the flaws that it's having you know for sure gray area what a concept mm, the middle we like to toe the middle me and you. We like to, I, I mean the to bisexual experience ways. um so uh right love victor i'm sorry no love, love victor. victor um in the pilot so victor the titular victor is from a lower income family cool. who's new in creekwood and uh same town yes so it takes place at the same high school like two years later Ooh. um because simon is in college is with simon his in boyfriend it? um his voice is he okay. like narrates it basically they strike uh, up like gotcha. a text conversation gotcha um or dms over instagram um but yeah so it's about like a lot of it is about like socioeconomic inequalities at uh the school that which makes cool. me which makes me think that when this movie came out people were like okay cool everyone is rich as fuck well there were a lot of like a lot of the reviews that i read for this did have that as a major critique which i think is important and from like the gay community as well is that this is a very white story like despite bite just it's a white gay story without like touching on any of mm-hmm. any other sort of queerness at all it's a very singular this is what being gay is rather than sort of making it a broad spectrum or examining anybody else's experience. For sure. And like, there's actually like a lot of people of color in this movie, but they're pretty sidelined. I would say I still, I try to be, you know, I try not to read too much into this kind of stuff. Um, But like, I think it's a little weird that the two like prominent characters of color end up together and it feels like such like yeah. a well of course they're gonna like, end yeah, up together these two black characters need to be together if, rather than like anything else it feels inevitable in a really weird way yeah. um and also like 
every character of color in this movie is like super light skin or like biracial. Like there, it's really, it's really, really like very shiny and like the, the most palatable version of like everything's being distilled yes for like middle america yeah through like a super white upper class lens which maybe is what needed to happen for this movie to be successful you know you have to walk before you run Mm -hmm. um and that is like a big part of the reason why i'm happy that like if whatever they sacrifice they sacrifice basically to be able to have this movie seen everywhere and open everywhere because it's the source of so many kind of like impromptu coming out stories, especially like I think if people like four or five years younger than us that saw this movie when they were in high school and like what it means to see this movie when you're closeted in high school or if you're already out and you're in high school. Yeah, it meant so much being out in post-grad. Yeah. You know, like if I'd seen this movie, it means because so many elements of it do ring true oh, like some totally. of this high school experience is so true i mean we'll get into it when we get into the plot but like having people you're close with like friends or family joke about gay characters on tv or make those jokes to you you know there are these things like in school like where people would make these comments like a lot of it is this you know experience that awkwardness that loneliness when you're uh closeted and that feeling that you have of wanting to be out but not being able to be out and then at the same time it can't execute fully so it is that it yep. is walking those two lines yep hmm. let's start talking. let's talk about it so life is normal for our simon spear simon spear um he has a nice ass bedroom with a chalk room wall which i actually I, really want i hate that wall oh i, I love i just think about all the chalk dust, dust you're gonna get like in, in your, your bed <laughs> and in your ch- yeah i'm like that's oh fair. god what are you breathing that's fair but i love his bedroom he has um a hamilton playbill prominently displayed in the background as well as i feel like i oh he also Radiohead. has like um a hufflepuff like banner mm-hmm. or like patch which he is a total hufflepuff let's be real um but yeah they're sort of like it, it's it's very it's very internet yeah. based i would say which i think is a lot of crossover from the novel. the novel it's sort of like this is a novel written for internet kids so we're gonna put the internet i mean come on he's obsessed with panic it's a specific at the disco. kind of internet yeah. it's a very specific era of the internet yeah. um one that i am probably too familiar with oh, you so. said, it's interesting you said a band panic at disco i know panic exclamation point at the disco <laughs> what is exclamation panic at the dis- <laughs> with jordan gustafson <laughs> um i do have a critique of his family though yeah uh his sister love her uh does she go to school no Okay, I had the exact same thought. I was like, what is this 10-year-old doing baking them like breakfast burritos at 9 a.m.? Like <laughs> he's rushing out school? the door to school. But not only that, Simon, they she cooks him a beautiful breakfast every morning. Then he goes to get coffee and then he goes to school. Are they str- like rolling up to school at like 10 a.m.? I know. And then I was always like, are they just up at, are they the kind like of up at disgusting five? people that wake up at 6 a.m. to Do have a family breakfast? I Hey, back down um that's my worst nightmare but no i mean it's ridiculous i major major bumps there yeah but you know i actually he has a pretty great life iced coffee every morning we love a carpool group of your best friends they are saving the environment with some killer playlists uh jack antonoff aka bleachers aka very established iconic music producer um produced this movie and did a lot of the music for it clearly and i love that yes this is like very much my kind of music Mm. we've got 
bleachers. We have Troy Sivan. Mm. There's some Normani. Um, it's great. Uh, but it's like uh, maybe a little too indie. Um, anyway, uh, but I like that Jack Antonoff produced it and was like, hmm, you know who would be great for the soundtrack? Me. There's like four separate Bleacher songs. Yes, I respect that on energy, the soundtrack. Though. But I was really happy because I love Bleachers and I never know of music in movies because I'm uncultured. But uh, hey, this was a music movie for you. Yeah, I was happy. Uh, there are two quotes, though, that they say, or three quotes that they say right off the bat, sort of in succession within maybe the first 10. I didn't do time codes, but one is an HJ in the pool. Oh, yeah. In which I learned that this movie, is it PG or PG-13? I think it... I don't know. Because it must Maybe be it's PG. Because I've never heard someone ever say HJ like that. And Especially H-J. in high school. Also, who, I'm sorry, who's giving HJs? In the pool. Uh, in this day and age. PG-13 for thematic elements, sexual references, literally where? Language. HJs in the pool. And teen partying. Oh, yeah. It's oh, PG-13 because he says fuck once. Oh, ooh, A boy. great fuck. A I forget great the fuck. use. Yeah, it's uh, I'll, we'll talk, I'll it when, when, when he it. finally smooches and he's like, fuck yeah. I'm just no. kidding. Um, <laughs> but then he says, like, this is about to get romantic as F later. Uh, and I was yeah, like, I remember that. No. Uh, when he's like writing his thing. Just say it's about to get romantic. Yes. Romantic it's is romantic. F. Isn't it romantic? 2019? Um, romantic is F. An HJ in the pool. What are your other two quotes? What am I not seeing? It's right in front of your face. Hmm. A little ham-fisted. And then the third one is when they go, don't therapize us. And I was like, oh, this one. Also a little ham-fisted. Roast. Um, uh, my... wait, actually, sorry, I got four. Oh, God. What's the other, What's the last one? There's a Bill Cosby joke. Is there? Yeah. What is it? I don't know, but they make a Bill Cosby joke and it is really not good. You made a joke. You didn't write down what the joke No, is. because I was so sure. I texted you during it and I was like, ooh, this didn't age well. It, there's like a Bill Cosby joke within I the first 10 of it. I yeah. literally have no not memory great. of that joke. Yeah, but it's there. Anyways. Oh, is it when they're trying to figure out what to watch on TV? Maybe. And they're talking about the Americans and they're talking about The Bachelor and his dad's like, oh, he's so fruity. What a probably what a, also has terrible. A, anyone ever said that? No, I don't know. But anyways, that those were my big quotes. My f- my like unironically favorite quote is um we have young gay icon. Wait, I don't remember his name. What's his character's name? Where is he? Simon, um, comma love. Not him. Uh, the only other. Oh, Ethan. Oh, the Ethan. only other gay guy in school. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, I love his line when. Those, those douchebags are making fun of him. And he's like, you like you got gang banged by a TJ Maxx. Oh, yeah. Which no, is, is actually really, really good roast. I like that they were like, we have to say HJ instead of handjob, but we can use the word gang bang. Gang bang. Yeah, why not? I like Ethan in a lot of the sequences, uh, but I really don't like how they fem shame him. Yes. And I, well, the thing is that like he is great in and of himself as a character. Like yes. if it was a movie about Ethan, that it would be great. It should have been a movie about Ethan. We're, Sorry. Well, t- let's touch on that as soon as i make this point but the way that they use him in this movie in relation to the main character simon, yeah. sucks to comma simon yeah yeah because like i hate you um <laughs> just gotta say every time you do that um because the thing is yeah it definitely i think there it would be great if it was a movie about a kid who basically can't hide that he's gay as easily as simon the straightest kid to ever exist mm-hmm. um yeah, but it's also kind of saying don't be too yes. gay. Yep. You don't you 
don't be too gay. You know, you can be yeah, normal. Yeah, you quote can unquote be normal. Gay. Yeah. Boy next door, and also just be gay. Mm. You know, they're like you can be gay, but it doesn't come with any of sort of like the cultural strings attached yes. to being gay. Right. Uh, you know, you can basically it's just it's like something that you can hide really yeah. easily. Yeah, like passing, as we were saying. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So in the plot, let's get into it. So Simon and his friends. Uh, his family is Josh Duhamel, Duchamel. I never know his name. Duhamel, the forever rom-com lead. Yeah, and I like that he is, is in this. a Republican in this, 100%. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you said that, and I have not stopped thinking about I it. I was, oh God, this is exposing me. I don't, kn- or, but I was like, he... I can claim it. He is definitely a Republican in this. Sure, Yeah. Yeah. Right, I, I mean, mean def- major vibes. Uh, but he's married to Jennifer Garner, who's great. Oh, she's so good in this movie. A good mom. Oh, she's so good. She's so talented. Garner, comma, great, great. Uh, I love her. Yeah, she's great. in this. She is exactly what you want in a mom. Yeah, she is. When she like sits cross on the couch, I'm like, ah, classic mm-hmm. mom pose. She's so cute. Yeah, I really like. I her. love her. Um. She's Anywho. so empathetic. So, so yeah. he goes to school, and who do we meet at school? But one of my favorite characters. Who? The man himself. A spork. The spork with oh. the mork. <laughs> you the mean vice principal? What Emmy is he? Award winner Tony Hale. Forky? Emmy Award winner. Wait. Specifically just Forky. I have to check and make sure that he has an Emmy. Yes. Emmy, Emmy Award, Award winner. Forky. I only see him. Look, I have watched episodes of Arrested Development. I have Veep, yo. Veep, sure. But he's only Forky to me. That's so offensive. Forky is a great character. He has an Emmy. He has a fork. (laughs) He is a spork with emotions. He learns that he is not trash, even though he's made of trash. trash. And that's beautiful. I could see this actual character throwing himself in the trash. <laughs> oh my god! So they they explain his absence really ham-fistedly in Love Victor, and the backstory for why he's not in the movie. Is he murdered on Tinder? No, he went to India to find himself and got bitten by a rabid monkey, and now he is recovering. He's that's, quarantined in India. That's their loop around. Yeah, and Miss Albright, the bad bitch drama teacher, is now the vice principal. I like her promotion, though. That's good for, good for her. She it's de- what she deserves. She deserves She that. pulls all the weight in this movie. Oh, she knocks those two bullies off their chair and roasts them. They really suck. Yeah, no, they're terrible. But Forky, great in this movie. Love him. Yeah, he's fun. He's great in everything. Anyway, <laughs> he's taking all the phones. So, long story short, we're going... I mean, like, what happened? So, I guess Simon learns... Aaliyah, like, tells Simon that there's, like, on this... It's basically Reddit. Creek Secrets. It's Reddit. Yeah, it's, like, a blog, but specifically for your high school. We had a Facebook page for my high school, which... You did? ...basically functioned like this. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Was, I, it, was it T spelling all the time? Yes, but, like, really, like, a lot of, like, cyberbullying went on there. It was where oh. everyone would, like, post their prom dresses to make sure nobody had the same prom dress. You're saying that, like that. Uh, in high school, people all gathering on social media created a somewhat toxic environment? Yeah. Wow, that's shocking. <laughs> what a concept. I mean, you know, I would say maybe the same with college. Oh, yeah. Almost, like, every single college confessions page was problematic and bad. Oh, God. Hmm. A disaster. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I like how it's pitched how at the end of this movie, people publicly posting confessions yeah. is a I'm good sorry. thing. And not 
the worst and not possible. going to start any sort of drama or tea or bullying it's yeah such a mess. literally and does this are... movie co- does this movie get what the internet is i know absolutely not is this learning the internet comma the movie i was trying to think about like what I how I would feel if basically all this unfolded and I was like random student number two mm-hmm. at what is this place called? I don't know. Atlanta, their high school. Georgia. <laughs> what is their high school, Carl? Creek something. Creekwood. Creekwood. Through if, the creeks. <laughs> I will follow. Deep cut callback. You know, this is becoming we're referencing our own references. Oh, hey, um, super side note that's relevant to this episode. Greg Berlanti and Diablo Cody herself just announced that they're doing a gritty Powerpuff Girls reboot at the CW. So look forward to that. Animated or live action? Live action. Oh, they're like in their it. 20s. Basically, oh, they were Powerpuff no. Girls when they're 10 and now they're like 20 and jaded. Oh, God, I hate that. I hate that. I can't wait. But I kind of love it, too. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. If it's trash, I'll love it. And if it's great. It's hard for me to picture the Powerpuff Girls in live action form just because I picture them with their huge heads. I feel like the like worst version of the Powerpuff Girls reboot. Like I will basically put up with anything, but what I don't want is they show up and they're basically like dressed terribly. Like I want drama. I want outfits. I want full serves every episode. If they're just like, oh, this is who's the is buttercup blossom buttercup and bubbles no buttercup's the blue one right if they're like this is buttercup she wears blue t-shirts i'm gonna kill someone oh is butter i don't know um powerpuff girls tangent this is a pause pause for the powerpuffs um Uh. so i was thinking about while you look up which powerpuff girl is which i was thinking if i was a random student buttercup is green oh well i I knew it if this is buttercup and she wears green t-shirts and also eyeliner she's like the edgy one i'm gonna be so mad i want i want looks sure i respect it looks you you know what you want fashion um if i was a random student at creekwood high school and Mm -hmm. i like was seeing all this shit go down just a day player three tables away like what would i think and i was like this is it i would probably like be really great because it's so messy and there's so much and drama. You fuel the fire. But you're just like watching. Mm. Like imagine some asshole pulls this shit at homecoming and then like all of a sudden totally irrelevant super private emails get leaked. White yeah. House style. And then uh, someone posts a totally cheesy long confession. And then I it don't know. Wild. You hear that some but this isn't boys like kissed a on a Ferris wheel. This feels like a fantasy. Oh, totally. My big, I think that at the end i there i mean a lot of as we were saying moments within this feel true and his you know staying in the closet feels true and his relationship with his friends and family do feel true and some elements of the high school do but when they kissed on the ferris wheel it officially stamped it as this isn't a real world like we're not living in any sort of world that feels tangential to what is happening around us because in what world do all these high schoolers gather around and cheer on these people even straight queer whatever it may be and never mind that that does that entire sequence we'll get to it but it feels so performative in terms that the gay people need to perform for the straight people but we'll get to that um i agree but did i cry yes of course yeah so the emails are discovered blah 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 or i guess rather simon starts talking to quote-unquote blue Yes. So basically, Simon strikes up an internet email friendship with mm-hmm. this boy who anonymously posts that he's gay on Creek Secrets. And then they become internet pen pals. It's nice. It's internet like some, lovers. Some Regency era shit. It's like the modern equivalent. Jacques. 
Jacques. It's the modern equivalent of like, uh, you know, writing letters to your distant lover and your mm. secret admirer. Or it's like you've got mail, but in twenty modern day eighteen. Yeah. I have a question for you, Brooke. What are what are some of the things that they bond over? Could you just rattle some off for me if okay. you have them? Uh, Halloween Oreos. Thank you for saying that. So, Brooke. Uh, Did you bring? I brought it. So they don't have Halloween, but I brought us <laughs> oh my God. some Oreos for the pod to have. <laughs> I'm really sad. No one can see how delighted I am. Ooh, double stuff. Got some double yeah. stuff for got some double stuff for a post pod snack. Should I like open this? Like, Absolutely. Style so I'll like... start. I'll keep going. So I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. Whatever. But but I'm opening it <laughs> far away from the mic. Um. Uh, oh my God. This is from mm. blue, from J to. B B yeah love J com love J. wait no or yeah love comma Jordan <laughs> that's the name of the episode I thought it'd be fun to, I also just saw them at CVS and I needed them so it worked this is ridiculous We're struggling. Oh, okay the Oreos have been this is important um, <laughs> yeah so mid episode tangents Oreos um they bond over Oreos and Rare. also and I'm just kidding oh god <laughs> I was like did you bring me Game of Thrones merch they talk about Game of Thrones the Game of Thrones sequence. Yeah. It's so problematic. Is it? Yes. The entire Jon Snow. So, so after he learns that, like, it's Jon Snow. And so I do like the setup of how he's trying to guess who si- or Blue Blue is. And you sort of have this blue tint to the screen. And you see different characters throughout that he thinks could be blue. Yeah. Sort of speaking and narrating. But when he goes to school talking about the Jon Snow crush, he looks at all these different people who are wearing Game of Thrones shirts and every single one of them is not a hot or sexy or, you know, idealistic man and he's grossed out. And so he's repulsed by any potential gay who is not his ideal form of person which feels kind of messy and it feels like he's going to be sort of an elitist guy where he's like, no, I won't fuck any person who's like a little bit overweight or a little bit who's like a little bit more like feminine or like nerdy or, you know, and it feels like a very elitist like form of uh, his queerness. Yeah, I I did not like that. Yeah, I would just like to say that one, he has horrible gaydar. Everyone in this movie has horrible, horrible gaydar um, and that they have none. None, zero. Um, and also, like, this film doesn't go into gender expression a oh my little God. bit. Well, it, when it Ethan, goes into gender expression, it becomes bad. a fucking disaster. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, no, it's only men, I would just like to say. Yeah. All men. No, I mean, there's, like, no discussion of, like, gayness as kind of, like, an overarching, like, concept. It's mm-hmm. mostly about, like, being. White man. Being a gay, gay. man. Yeah. Being a gay man, yeah. Ooh. Um, but we we're, we're to get, to get into it. The two so as they're going back and forth. One day, um, our our dear Simon, our dear comma Simon, uh, is in the library, and Forky comes over to him and distracts him, and he rushes off to school. And when he rushes off to school, the littlest shit brain worm shoe sock wearing. You're an evil person. Martin comes over and stumbles upon his emails. I have to say that was the worst string of insults I I've could ever not, seen. I could not describe how visceral I hate this, por- I this boy. I hate this fucking he is character. the 
the the what's worse what's the worst thing about martin is that the movie tries to sympathize him yes. and like tries to make him an okay redeemable character when deep down he is such a despicable person he's trying to manipulate he's one blackmailing the maybe potentially the only other gay person at this huge school yeah. to then have him help get with a girl like forcing him to be with a uh, uh, put his heterosexual agenda on this i fucking hate martin yeah, he <laughs> it's hard sucks. To, it's hard to be coherent because of how much hatred I have for him as a character. I am seeing that. Yeah. yeah. No, but I totally agree. It's not only that he is literally like blackmailing someone with information that could like actually ruin their life and is like so deeply personal and sensitive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's also sexist as hell. And so is like, sexist. I deserve to go out with this girl. Right. Like, why does this girl not like me? Like, yeah, I'm you're doing a so much. Piece of shit. Not only is he so annoying and like, but he is exactly the type of guy that you want to run from. Like, in three years, yeah. he's a Reddit, he's like a reply guy. Yeah. And like, he already red, is. Red pill. Yeah. Redditor. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. that is his future. Yep. And he's, he's in so entitled and just assumes, especially after the diner scene, that because he made one grand gesture and this girl seemingly gave him a sliver of attention that she's automatically into him without having any idea that, I don't know, maybe she could have just been nice to you or anything. He's just so fucking egotistical yeah. and up his own ass. And like the movie is so close to being like, this is like the problem with the quote unquote nice guys. This is the problem with grand gestures. Mm-hmm. This is the problem with putting women in a very like awkward and uncomfortable position where they basically have to do something to avoid looking like a bitch right. when you are the one that is putting them in this situation. It gets so close, but then they just have to give him a redeeming arc and be yep. like, you know what? He's just misunderstood. He's just a little bit awkward. No, this is, I've known far too cannot. many Martins in my life to not want to punch him in the face. I know I, you, you, this is not behavior that you should excuse. No. And especially at the end when he comes up and he's like, I'm the one when he says that's that gay. he is blue. No, no, no. Because even though Simon doesn't believe him, we, the audience are supposed to believe it for a second mm-hmm. and can like I, my, I was horrified, even though I knew that it was a fake out because mm-hmm. like, you know, but I was like, the but fact doing the fake out is frustrating enough. Yes. The fact that they want to kind of gotcha the audience for a second to be like, oh, you know, this character who literally blackmailed him and ruined his life. Mm-hmm. It's the, he's the one that he's been waiting for <sighs> all this time. Martin can burn in hell. Yeah. He can eat shit i hate yeah. him so martin finds out and takes his emails and starts to blackmail simon to help win over abby because he wants to date him and so simon starts to think that bram who ends up being the boy yes uh, spoiler is blue um this is my favorite part of the movie the is, halloween sequence yes the halloween sequence i would say almost the same except that for some reason Catherine lanford has to be uh, yoko ono feels a little weird I don't hate it. I think, I, I mean, do. I don't love it. Yeah. I don't hate it. They, okay. they, you know, they don't do They're anything weird. Like, I mean, yeah, I trip. They don't, she just, you That's know, true. looks like Catherine Langford. Also, and but like who in high school has these kind of parties? This, but see, this is like, look, the thing is, I don't want to get 
too nitpicky about this film yeah. versus other teen films because every True. teen film has like I ridiculous. I think grand this gestures. is just my issue with no. I, I'm a look. I, I'm a sucker for a grand gesture. It's not the grand gesture. It's the Halloween party just itself. Every teen movie has I know, this, I would dude. Just, like, can we just have for? I just want one show or one movie just to have realistic high school like a realistic depiction of high school so this is more of like your problem with teen movies in general yes than like this movie yeah. okay well you know what we'll cover another teen this movie this is the and jordan you can comma about it. agenda you can complain about it on that episode i will you know you we know what too much to get i'm through. taking my oreos back <laughs> love jordan take the oreos. <laughs> Um, I love this Halloween party because I love Halloween parties in Same. general. My favorite. Who's your costume? Like personally or no. like what's my favorite <laughs> yeah. costume in this movie? So like what's your favorite costume ever? No. Uh, no a straight it, person? As the Carol. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> Whoa. Zing, zing. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, you just won the, uh, whatever they're at the end. Um, winter carnival. Thank you. Um, what's your favorite costume during um, the party? Do you have one? I mean, the wonder woman fit yeah Yeah. she's really hot and this is like this is a whole kind of sequence where you can either definitely read leah's reactions to abby in this amazing outfit Mm -hmm. as like oh she's jealous because like she's hotter than her or gay panic there is like a lot of her basically like kind of like looking at abby in that awkward but like mm-hmm. kind of attracted way I, it's it's i mean it's that would very... have been more interesting if they had that as an arc like I if know, they but had it's not mentioned at all why don't they instead of her coming instead of her at the end being like simon no i loved you the whole time maybe her being like simon i'm so sorry that like i pushed away from you like i i too am, am struggling like struggling with my own sexuality because there's that like one friend that they semi hang out with who's on the soccer team and there's like a couple shots where he he's almost the first one to get up to go back Simon up during the fight sequence or in the, the, cafeteria. Yeah, the cafeteria. And then there's like a quick beat with him on the soccer field. So it's like, it's a kind of like hinted at that he could be maybe closeted. But like, why not just have Catherine Langford as bi? I know. Cause like, so I think it, it is in part because the book came out after the movie, like a month after. I think sure. it was, a lot of it was capitalizing off of the fact that this movie was out. Um, but in that book leah on the offbeat it's about leah being in love with abby like that specific character it's not even like she's in love with some other random girl like it's already there it's already baked in there's like a lot of cute moments between them that are just like female friendship or maybe something more um it it forced by her not being buying the movie and by coming out to simon saying she loves him it forces him to carry this burden of like his quote well passing straight friend as like having a crush on him and like catching like and again his friends are forcing a burden on simon that he shouldn't be forced to carry like they're like why did you do this to me when i have a crush on you like he's gay yeah. let him be gay like let him just because you like, caught feelings isn't his responsibility or fault i think that that is like another part of like the shitty friend thing that actually like fully doesn't make sense so when what's her name leah mm-hmm. i can't I can't call her Catherine. Leah and Simon, when they're talking in his bedroom after the Halloween party and she's talking about like being on the outside and, you know, like trying to connect. And Simon thinks that for some reason she's talking about Nick. To me, it sounds like she's talking about being queer Mm. or like being othered in a more specific way than just having an unrequited crush. And then... I totally read it as her just with Simon. I mean, I like, I knew that it was 
that was probably coming, but watching it a second time and like already knowing sort of yes and also already knowing what was coming i was like there's definitely a totally different way that you could read this and it's Mm -hmm. weird that she's like leaning so hard on it um but then when she talks about how she's like i don't have a problem with you being gay i have a problem that you set me up to get my heart broken because the idea is that like simon set her up with nick even though that he knew that nick liked abby it does the hula hoops there's a lot it makes no sense and it's so annoying that she's like you set me up to get my heart broken and i've been in love with you like two things that he does not have control over yeah that is a you problem girl (sighs) a fully you problem this all stems back to martin too fucking martin i hate him so much fucking comma martin (laughs) um so getting his drunk track so the halloween party party. he gets drunk they're all so funny uh (laughs) and he sees what's what's the guy's bram. name bram uh making out with a girl and he's like oh no oh no i thought you were blue ah. it's such a dumb fucking fake out because yeah. it's i mean i guess it makes sense why they did it because it is the quickest easiest shorthand to be like he can't be gay he's right. kissing a girl um but it's dumb because then at the end he's like no nah, i was just confused and drunk like yeah. you already posted the shit all over the internet yeah that feels it feels now you're very weird it's really weird um but i do like then when he goes home and he's in like the kimono or whatever and yes. he like stumbles up the stairs and then jennifer gardner and josh Duhamel on his best performance only ever uh they're like he's drunk right yep and he's wearing a kimono yep are we good parents i think so yeah because jennifer gardner i love how she like thinks about it for a second she's like well he didn't drink dr- he didn't drink and drive and he's home before curfew that's fine yeah. And they're like, we're good parents. Oh my God. They're yeah. like, yeah, we are good we parents. We are great parents. That's yeah. honestly, that is like exactly, I think, like the kind of happy medium that you want to hit as a parent, where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you're not just jumping to conclusions about like what your kid is doing. You're evaluating the situation and being like, well, he's getting, you know, teen experiences. He's living life that everyone is going to get. And uh, he was safe about it, and he's home, and we know where he is, and everything's fine. So, you know, he'll have a hangover in the morning. There Uh, we go. Jennifer Gardner, good parent. Him, bad parent. Josh Duhamel. Making gay jokes. He really drives it home. He's just like, hi, you're trying to fuck women, right? Yeah, I love women. Yeah. And the thing is that, like, their reconciliation scene is, you know, it's sweet, but... It's like he only realizes that it's bad for him to be making gay jokes because, like, his son is it's gay. gay yes. It's the personal connection as opposed to, like, the overarching social it's connection. It's the, if I had a daughter or, my, you know, that if kind of a thing. I didn't understand respecting women until right. I had a daughter. Right. Like, I mean, you oh, have, I don't know. You could have just respected women. Or you have, like, a whole ass wife just right. saying. Yep. <laughs> hmm. A thought. Yeah, no, it's like, but it's also about like, you know, viewing gay people as like not real or the butt of a joke as a concept until it becomes personal to you. And then you're like, oh, I never realized that like you were a real person. Oh, your emotions are, they're real? Yeah. Oh, wow. It is really sweet though that he, you know, is so broken up about it. It's it's cute. He could be more broken up. The Jennifer Garner scene is Jennifer Garner's good. Yeah, because she... Has never she's made to her character jokes at the expense of yeah and she like feels at least awkward when her husband does too a little bit yeah and like the scene when he comes out mm-hmm. and, and he just storms off yeah and he's like well what girl was it that made you gay and she's kind of like 
No, dude, bro. Stop. Do you want to? Is there? Do you want to talk about the parents more? No, no. Let's keep All going. Right. We'll get to them. So Jennifer Garner, good. Uh, and then I mean, literally after that, I think we have the the sequence, right? Yeah. So this is like a great. I would like to say very progressive of these parents to allow uh this boy and this girl to have constant sleepovers. Um, which also is maybe maybe you should have maybe this should have tipped you off a little bit. Mm. Just saying. I mean, I had um, like mostly girlfriend, girl comma friends, <laughs> female friends, growing up and now. So I don't know. Did you have a lot of sleepovers with them? I don't. Not my parents necessarily. would literally have never let me have a sleepover with anyone who is a boy. But jokes on them because you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm not safe from anybody. That's amazing. Um, but now we're we're in the sequence. So Simon starts, I guess, like talking about being gay and like he dreams about like when he becomes queer in college Mm -hmm. and like what that freeing experience is like and it is maybe the worst sequence in the entire movie the concept and i guess sort of the idea behind the sequence is lovely of like once i get out of this stupid small town i'm going to go to college in the big city and i'm going to be able to be myself because that is exactly how i felt was that exactly how you felt oh my god yeah i mean like this high school experience mirrored so much of mine like it did feel similar i was like oh wow like it is this weird thing passing as straight you know being the athlete or whatever it is and not you know coming out and just at the minute going to em or going like graduating and going to college is like oh like i can kind of finally be who i want to be yeah Uh, like totally dream of that but simon then does it in a way where it's uh quantifying and saying that he will quote unquote not be that type of gay after dancing and just being a little bit flamboyant yeah he's like afraid to come to terms with like the more kind of like culturally stereotypical parts of gay culture which yeah i think is a definite conversation that could be had if this was a movie that had time for that kind of conversations where it's like i don't want to engage with gay culture this isn't something that i chose it's just who i am and like I'm allowed to express it however the fuck I want, which a conversation is sure, true. Have that. Like I love that, but this you know, he doesn't want to do that. This movie does. He could, he could say, I'll take a baby step to becoming this or like maybe like we'll get there down the line or anything. But instead he's just completely disregards an entire, just like con- the concept in like the whole quote unquote, like identity of being gay. Yeah. Basically. I mean, he says, Maybe not that gay, but being that kind of, you were talking like WeHo, pride parades, rainbow flags, dancers. It's like what's acceptably gay. They're playing into like the like idea of what is okay to be gay. What's not okay to be gay. What is a gay person, you know? Yeah. You know, there are levels and depth to queerness and uh, this movie, have the conversation in the ability to dig into that. Like think about like the many ways that, you know, he could be queer, but anyways, uh, so yeah. that happens. I mean, it's a teen movie. It's, you know, 110 minutes. Like, yeah. we only have so this much does ground to cover, but at the same time, and once again, it's like, this is a movie created, I guess, for lack of a better word, locals. This is basically intro to gay teens 101. It is like, what is the most palatable way we can bring this to the masses and yeah. like, like I said before, walk before we run. Right. But in doing so, it really like, if you are gay if you're out if you're queer sort of i feel like on any level you're watching and you're like all right well this feels like watching a children's cartoon Mm -hmm. in terms of like what it's tackling right yeah 
I mean, then after all this, so where Simon starts to think that this Waffle House employee could be him, and then we yeah, think there's not. a football game and it's not. Uh, and I guess the biggest thing is that Martin then makes this huge grand gesture at this football game to Abby where he's takes the mic during the national anthem and is like, Abby, I love you, date me, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, ha, no. She very gently, very sweetly, and very mm-hmm. respectfully lets him down in like the best possible way. And I think that like she's definitely the most interesting character of the friends because yeah. she like actually has some depth to her. She's the first person that Simon comes, comes out, out to. to. Because, yeah, because it's like quote unquote easier for him. Because but... he doesn't know her that well, which right. I totally get. It's like you don't have to worry about letting someone down if you haven't known them for that long. You can just be like, yeah. well, if they have an issue with it, like who cares? Right. Like I don't actually know them that well. Um, but yeah, like I really like her and I like it's maybe the only part that's kind of palatable of the friends fight is when she's like, I'm not, what does she say? Like an object to be one. Like, I think. yeah, I'm not an object to be one or like, I, I'm yeah. not like supposed to be like bought and traded or right, whatever yeah. um, is really good. And like, right. I think that that is a valid concern, but at the same time, maybe you could have that conversation in a more mature way. Yeah. And also Martin, maybe not throwing that pressure all upon her. Yeah. And then Martin, of course, reacts as every sane person does and posts all of Simon's emails and exposes him for being gay. He doxes him, basically. Yeah. He, I mean, he outs him. Yeah, he outs him. And uh, the outing sequence I is where Nick Robinson's acting really does stand he's out. So, see, he's good. He's good. I do not think he's bad in this movie. Well, No, I don't think he's... I do not think that the faults of this movie and our stars are his fault <laughs> i do not think the issues with it, this movie should rest on his shoulders mm-hmm. i don't once again i don't know if he's just like so like much of a square dot all american boy that i just i don't know like there's the one sequence where he basically after he's outed over christmas break he's like let me experiment with some tight-fitting t-shirts let me try and quote-unquote dress gay i don't know i don't know there's yeah. something about it that's not connecting and i can't put my finger on what it is if it's the movie or him and or, i don't yeah. think it's anything to do with once again a stereotypically culturally gay look or anything like that i don't know there's just there's something that is not hitting connecting. yeah but yes but his reaction saying, is great this scene is really like because it goes from painful. him martin kind of is like oh my god i'm so sorry to him and he has the great reaction was like it's supposed to be my thing while it sucks that gay people have to come out it is inherently like your personal thing and you can make you coming out however you want and that is a very powerful moment and if that's stripped away from you it is fucking infuriating and awful and the fact that martin does it to him is terrible and so his crying and like sort of snapping at him really really hits hard when he's talking about like how he wished he could have done that totally. and then he goes right into that into the jennifer garner conversation yeah. where she then tells him you get to exhale and i start crying oh yeah i cried so much of that scene but i want to back up a bit sorry um <laughs> so yes nick robinson totally nails that scene this is where he drops his fuck he's like stay the fuck away from me which is an appropriate response and that should be the last that we ever see of martin in this movie yes i do not want to see his little stupid face again but yeah he sort of you know there's a scene where he comes out to his family on christmas day mm-hmm. like we mentioned his dad sort of like brushes it off and then stands up and leaves jennifer garner is kind of just like quiet and sort of is waiting for him to say more she's being a therapist about it he makes his little sister cry which like 
boy but they when he's outed on the internet obviously like incredibly traumatizing but you see his phone and you see all these texts from his friends come in and they're basically like hey i love you call me hey what's up man do you want to take a walk (laughs) like they're all these really like sweet supportive messages which then makes it so much worse when he like goes to see his friends before the whole like cafeteria lunchtime and then like Martin storm Mm -hmm. out to the car scene when they've suddenly flipped a switch and they've been like hey how are you oh I'm sorry never mind we don't have time for that now back to my problems right as a straight person I hate it so annoying um but yes back to the Jennifer Garner scene Uh, great it's beautiful it is moving it makes me cry like a baby Mm -hmm. and I think it's such a good I guess representation of what it feels like to be closeted and be so worried that you're gonna like slip Mm -hmm. and let something out and like like the burden you have to carry of being gay yeah yeah of high actively like hiding this part of yourself and Mm -hmm. to feel because I think like that is maybe something that people don't always understand about like the pre coming out part of it about the closeted part is that like it feels like you're hiding something that's so intrinsic to who you are yeah. that like it, it is really definitely you like can't a be burden. yourself. It's really stressful yeah. in a way because it's like it this isn't just something that I can like toss off and say oh yeah and by the way i'm queer like it's so it's so much a part of who you are Mm -hmm. and everyone that you meet and everyone that you start to get close to you're already withholding something no that's yeah you fucking that (laughs) nail you comma hit it on the head dude Mm -hmm. and it's it's i mean that was like maybe the first time that i heard like the you can breathe thing and i was like oh like, yeah. I guess I can breathe a little bit now, totally. which is nice. You know, it, it, it really hit true. And the, the whole mom and sister reaction felt so similar to how, like, my family reacted, especially, like, with my sister. They shouldn't cry or anything, but, like, that, that dynamic where it was, like, I didn't know, like, you could have told me sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, where you're so close to a sibling, yeah. but it's still, like, that weird... Like, you never know how to, like, approach it like you want to, but you don't know how to engage with it. Yes. And I think especially when it's someone that's very close to you, but that you don't really know where they stand. You know who they are as a person, but you don't mm-hmm. really know where they stand on this issue. It's always, like, a sudden kind of scary moment. You're like, well, but what if I was wrong? And right. what if this goes so badly? Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's comma tough. It's <laughs> Fuck, comma you. (laughs) Oh, 12 out of 10 there. Uh, So getting back on track, I guess Blue deletes the emails. He's like, hey, bye. I know. Once again, why is everyone being such a dick Literally, no, everyone is. Simon is getting beaten down. He is the nicest boy. He has never done anything wrong ever in his life. He is just like so sweet and he deserves the world. And like in his moment of need, literally everyone abandons him. And Mm -hmm. it feels like they're doing this because, you know, you have to take him to the low point. It's like. Dark, it feels aggressively dark forcing, like, movie. save the catting. This yes. Script. But, like, what the fuck? His friends are going to be dicks. He's, like, not going to be able to talk to his parents. Or, like, even if he does, it's not going to be in a meaningful way. And then, yeah, this boy is going to just abandon him out of the blue. When, like, that is the one person that you guys should bond together. Even if you're not out publicly. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. 
getting heated. So basically then Simon has the conversation with his mom, has a conversation with his dad. I don't think we explicitly talked about the lunchroom scene, which we don't need to, but yeah, you know, two fucking assholes start simulating, you know, like, like gay sex making with out him and, and like, uh, yeah, gay sex with Ethan, him and Ethan. Which is ridiculous. And they're like, as if we would ever be into each other, which is great. Um, and then what's annoying is that then in the principal's office, Forky makes the fumble where he's like, we don't care what you guys do in your private life. Like all that stuff. Is like, yeah. When they're like, we're not boyfriends. And he's like, whatever you want to call it. Right. And like, I like, respect your privacy. And they're like, we're going to call it the fact that we're not romantically involved. Right. Like you can, oh, you can be gay and not be dating. Cool. What a concept. Once again, uh, we touched on this in some of our earlier episodes, but like inherently linking uh, queerness to sex yes sexual activity yep um which i like that this show i mean this movie has no sex like yeah. it's very very it's very like PG. three smooches max it's sweet it is what a high school movie should be uh in some respects in other respects it's just like a nice raunchy high school music movie eh, but like i like that this is sweet because it's a it's a, it's a love yeah. story yeah the, no the it tag line, it's a rom-com yes the tagline is literally everyone deserves a great love story cool Everyone deserves a, a comma love story. Everyone does deserve a great love story. This They're, movie did make me yearn for love. I was like, oh, wow. Imagine being in a relationship. That'd be cool. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, like, okay. And then I guess there's like this plot is so thin. And then in the end, all the biggest thing for me is the school musical. In what world is this school that has cabaret. no queer people doing cabaret? I'm sorry. Honestly, I think that Simon's tight t-shirts look and then also his cabaret guy liner slicked back hair look, his best looks. It's in one shot. Yeah, but he looks great. I think this should they should have done like Guys and Dolls or like any other musical. <laughs> cabaret is a hot like mess. Like the straightest musical. Um, like this is yeah. what, this is not a school for cabaret. I know. And also it's like, I I love like Ms. Albright, who is an extra in The Lion King. We and love. Is now forced to do musical theater because that truly is every high school drama teacher. Oh, for sure. Um, But like cabaret, like no high school is going to sign off on doing no. it. No. It's the raunchiest it's ridiculous. musical. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's so raunchy. It, mm. Yeah. We'll keep going. As if. So after, the, but what's what stems from that is Simon posts and he's like, "Hey, Blue, look, like I know you'll find out and you'll read this. I, comma Simon, love, comma you. Uh, so meet me at the Ferris wheel, you know, after the play. Like, I'll, you know where I'll be. Let's go to Winter Carnival. And so he and his friends go. Sorry. To the to the to Winter the, Carnival. To the Carnival. There we go. It's almost over. This is when they make up with him. He's made peace with his parents. He's made peace with his friends. The only person he has left is Blue. Mm-hmm. My question is, why the fuck does he ride this Ferris wheel embarrassingly so in front of everyone instead of just standing by it and right. waiting? Because he knows that whoever comes up is going to know that it's him. It's not yeah. like he has to be like mystery man i'll be on like right. the fourth car of they, know it's, they know it's comma simon oh my god mm, i'm moving past it the oreos they're being <laughs> she's bra- brooke is methodically crunching each oreo in her hand she's taking the frosting off and whipping it at the wall uh-huh um but no, yeah, I I agree. Like it is excessive that he just rides the roller, uh, a, the Ferris wheel over and over again. It's a grand gesture. It's a teen movie, which is great. Except this is like actually like 
physically painful to watch yeah, no. because not yeah not only is it like you have all the regular teen embarrassment you have like added gay embarrassment mm-hmm. and I think what you said earlier is really like profound about like these gay people have to perform for right. all the it's straight so people performative for the straight people they're literally cheering and eating popcorn like it's a show <laughs> yeah like I don't know like sure like like walk Simon up and be like good luck like I hope like he comes for you and like let us know like don't all stand there and record it on your phones and make this whole big ordeal out of it like yeah fuck come off as you said yeah he's like such a Simon is such a private person and he is someone that really doesn't want this to like define him he wants to be able to be a three-dimensional character to be himself to be gay and also be Simon at the same time um and like the fact that the resolution is like oh but it's okay the you know the completion of his arc is that he learned that it's okay to perform Mm -hmm. for all of your straight friends like he just had to do this with being outed in front of the entire school and now the entire school gets to profit off of like seeing him get his happy ending it's like it's one thing for you know an audience in a theater to be seeing this and I will say it was so great to see this in a theater because when the kiss on the Ferris wheel happened like there were cheers there were claps there were like delighted gasps I was crying um it was it was really really sweet is it a good kiss though no it's not that's the thing okay I'm I thought it was just me no it's a bad kiss yeah well so uh uh Bram finally comes over it comes over uh he's like it's comma me it's a it's me. A, me, a bram a blue and then he's like just just so you know i'm jewish and black yeah and gay it's all the boxes that make the movie about him oppression bingo yeah what uh. that's something that i've really noticed in more recent rom-coms is that they're like oh, okay, so we have, like, our regular, like, straight white pretty lead, and then we're just going to put every kind of, like, othering mm-hmm. uh, thing that we could into their best their friend. Their love, or, like, yeah, their best friend. They have, like, a black, gay best friend, like, like add on, like... gay, trans. Yeah. Like, throw anything at the wall, and you're like... Like, literally what? Like, what? throw any sort of, like, social buzzword in there mm-hmm. and, like, make her, like, a social activist or something. Yep. Like, we'll just put all of, like the the weird shit right. on the best friend and but like not the lead yeah and then the two beautiful straight people will still get to kiss and so this does you know one better mm-hmm. no straight people but it's still like it's me still. your token love interest yeah no it's, it's when he comes over it's like oh it. my god the, the, yeah <laughs> yeah 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 not great uh but then they smooch and it's not a great smooch but they get together yeah i mean okay so this again is probably harsher than this movie deserves right to be and honest good thing we cried we liked it we liked it but i i have i think it was a tweet that i saw like years and years ago and i've never gotten out of my head that's like why do straight people playing gay people kiss like they hate it so yeah. much no yeah it's not a good kiss it's a, there is it is a very sweet moment overall but there is definitely i would say no passion to the kiss Mm-mm. and it's also like just kind of weird it seems like they don't know it's one-sided how to kiss each other. which is like totally fine so fine if they don't if like they've never kissed or anything like that but we've already explicitly either a seen because simon has been confronted by i forget who she like her name 
But she came up to him and was like, why did you break up to me? So it's assumed that he's dated someone and at least kissed someone. Yeah, that's the hilarious. I love that sort of flashback scene. Yeah. Uh, when, uh, you know, his first girlfriend tells him that she loves him and he runs to the bathroom. He's like, mom, come, please come pick me up. Kids are doing drugs. Classic. <laughs> Big gay mood. Um, oh, we also didn't talk about that weird kind of like dream sequence of all of his friends being like, mom, dad, I have something to oh, tell you. Like where they're like, I'm straight. I like men. We've I'm seen straight. Well, like that's been seen. So I've seen that's like a trailer. That's like an ad for like an insurance company at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. The sort of like coming out. Like and then it's like, straight. I'm not yeah. coming out as gay. I'm coming out as something else. Yeah, as like a bit. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, uh, um, it is what it is. I mean, like. Then yeah. the whole last like montage is basically him in the car picking up his friends. But guess what? There's, There's another one extra coffee and uh, one extra spot in the car for that. that uh, Bram. Uh, yeah. And then he's like, guys are playing hooky t- today and they drive off through the suburbs as bleachers plays triumphantly. Why did they go? Why? Like, why? Do- I love Bleacher. Don't no, not the not bleachers. the song. Like, oh. the, we're adventuring today. And they go like, woohoo. Like, okay. <laughs> sure. Go, go at your adventure. Yep. And then this movie was so successful that they made the spinoff series. Love, love comma, comma, Victor. Victor. Um, I think it's weird that they didn't do Leah on the offbeat as the spinoff yeah. series. But maybe, you know, I'm, maybe Catherine Langford is like, I don't want to do this. She's got 13 reasons why she's not going <laughs> to do that show good one thank you good one um there is also i would just like to quickly mention the love victor disney controversy where it was supposed to premiere on disney plus mm-hmm. Woohoo! omg so progressive and then disney plus was like jk we don't want your gay show and hulu and picked it up it instead. Hulu, yeah yep. um so that was really fun um yes so this movie was plenty popular in its opening weekend it made 11 million dollars it opened number five which is honestly kind of crazy um but overall domestically 40 mil worldwide 65 mil not Not too shabby for a rom-com considering that the rom-com is dying in a theatrical window there plus with gay lead cool i know it's great like honestly performed pretty well what was the budget um i think like saw like 16 right something like that like low 10 mil yeah beautiful cool made its money back like you love comma to see it (laughs) you do in fact love comma to see it um but actually yeah like this movie did very well um it had a six multiplier which is great um yeah really happy about it I, i think that for many, many people, this was sort of a palatable family film that mm-hmm. they could yes. show specifically their families, but, you know, people in general as a way to be like, you like that film, right? That film is about me. Mm-hmm. And like, it's a beautiful sort of like connective tissue and gave so many people a bridge to be able to come out. So important. Yeah. It's, like, I mean, it's huge. It is amazing that this movie came out and that this is the direction that the industry is going. Like, if it continues to push this way, it means that there will be more diverse stories and more, like, it will talk about queerness in a more dimensional way, which is amazing. And you already, the fact that you can already see that on the show, I think is saying something. Yeah, for sure. And this is like, I mean, there's so much TV that has, like, amazing queer representation, which I think mm-hmm. is, like, a touchstone for many kids, queer and straight alike. But this is, like, the touchstone for Mm -hmm. like you want a big studio blockbuster that like shows you as a queer person on screen here you go it's right here 
it's beautiful, it's success, it's it's successful, it's accessible. It is basically like a good little presentation package for like, like I said, gay kids 101. Yeah. Here is honestly my biggest fear about movies such as this moving forward. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that the gimmick for this movie was that it was about a gay lead, but it was basically like the hook. Yeah, it was. Yep. Was it's it's a normal teen rom com except it's but gay. gay. Yeah. Um, that's the, that's a hundred percent. I my biggest frustration is that it's so many gay movies come out where it's either just about being gay or about like these gay lovers and someone dies or all these things. It's like I don't know. Maybe you could just have a movie with gay leads. Yeah. So the thing is that like, are we ever gonna get another rom com with gay leads? would be cool i don't know because what was the hook of this one it's that they were gay right what you're gonna have to come up with a, another idea oh my for god gay people in oh my a god. rom-com and <sighs> i mean you know there's like so many smaller really nice accessible like queer rom-coms of course yeah first girl i loved um tomboy maybe i don't know if you call that a rom-com no, but you know not like at all. coming of age uh the half of it on netflix yeah, the is half like of it. it would be like a good comedy. really yeah. really sweet i love that movie um and you know there's a lot of media out there I feel like music videos were a really kind of like big touchstone for mm-hmm. me that I looked at being like, what is it like to be like young and gay and happy? Mm. Um, yeah. So there's stuff out there, but I, I don't know if we'll ever get this same type of spread as like the same type was, of, yeah. of blockbuster representation because this was like the gay movie. Right. We got it. And it hasn't happened since. Not yet. Yeah. Right. But we should say the industry is totally shut down. Yeah. So, so there could be fifty a, love Simons in it, the works. There could be fifty love comma Simons. <laughs> we could comma not know. But alas, you, know, you said that you had other bits for this episode, and I have yet to hear them. That that was a bit. That was a bit. Oh, and my Oreos. opening was a bit. Those oh. are the three, baby. I can right. go from. I can let me start throwing stuff at the wall. Nope. That please do not. <laughs> Um, do you want to guess the letterbox rating? Sure. Okay. So I think this movie, a lot of mutuals, quote unquote, like it. Um, I know my rating and I know that my rating skews a different way. If it was my world, I would say this is like a three, three, but I think it's higher because I think a lot of people, I don't want to say high overrank it, but I'm going to say it's like a three, a no. All right. Three eight. Three eight. Final answer. It's a three seven. You're so close. I'm happy with a three eight. Yeah. That's pretty calm. That's yeah. pretty it just, comfortable. I mean, if you want to call it overranking, there's definitely like this movie has like its five star fans. Yeah. But like, do, do you even know how many movies I overrank like constantly? It's great. I fully support overranking. I overrank everything. <sighs> Should we talk about Queer Quadrant? Yeah. So where, where does this land for you, old Brooke? Uh... <laughs> Why? Old comma brook. <laughs> old brook. Old sport. Gonna go down to the brook and... Uh, we should talk about Great Gatsby. That's a nice game movie. Old sport. Yeah. That was... Oh, God. I'm Ahem, gonna f- my, forky that one. My personal rating for this movie um, is a two and a half. Nice right down the middle. That's not down the middle. That's... Right? No. Two and a half out of five. Oh, that, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Two and a half out of five. Sure. I mean, sure. I overrank movies, so like usually my down the middle is 
probably more like a three out of five, but I'm going to give it a nice two out of five down the middle. There's a lot that I like in this movie. There's a lot that I don't like in this Mm -hmm. movie. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. And where does it land on the QQ? I'm going to give this movie a lot of effort points and say it is (laughs) a four. A four. Wow. I mean, look, this is a like canonically out and out I mean, zero that's questions the thing i was I'm like it is maybe just a five out of five because it is explicit i think on queer quadrant star rating i go up to four for like content and effort and then mm-hmm. like the four to five nebulous range is like but is there soul is right, there passion is deeply entrenched within yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go to, I'm a two and a half as well on the personal. Hey. For reasons explained throughout this episode, I mean, I think we've divin, divin, have you ever divin into something? But for, I mean, the way that it basically uh, ignores discussing the deep-seated realities about what it feels like to be closeted or the different types of queerness or, you know, you know, we've discussed it for this entire podcast, like the reasons why I, I think there, this is a flawed film. At the same time, I cried. Yeah, I think that this is an amazing film for people, and if it is, if it's important for you, I think that's great. If you're a listener and you're like, I comma love this movie, good for comma you, and it makes me comma happy. Um, but two and a half. Uh, and on the queer quadrant, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I guess I have to. I'm gonna give it a four as well. Hey, there we go. Total lineup. I mean, we agree on most movies. We do. Should we have like? I'm like wondering if there's a thing. I'm gonna like, hunt one down where you love it and I hate it, or I love it and you hate it. Yeah, well, I wasn't even thinking about that. I agree. I wonder if there's like a goal, if we should make like a queer quadrant archive or like a hall of fame for like the ones that reach a certain bar or like hit a certain level where they become elevated. Our faves are like, like number yeah, one. Like Rex. the hall of fame status or they, they, they are a, uh, what's it called when you get an arrow perfectly in the middle? A bullseye. A bullseye. Uh, a queer quadrant bullseye, one for may say. For sure, yeah. I don't know. Um, this isn't one. I think it, I think it would be interesting to uh, sort of do basically like a spreadsheet too of like yes. all of basically how we've rated all the different films and see like mm. what the spread looks like. I love yeah. a good spreadsheet. Um, Go all you. I hardcore fuck with a spreadsheet. You. <laughs> comma, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. No more comma jokes or you go or, face my wrath. No, oh, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> so, Brooke, you know, if someone was, you know, on the internet on this uh, this Reddit page for this school, where would they be able to find us? Oh, my God. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Brooke B. Solomon. I'm at Jordan H. Gus. And we are together at Queer Quadrant. Hit us up for your, what the fuck is this school called? <laughs> for our, your, your, your comma, creek. Your creek inside creek tastes. Your Stop talking. (laughs) Your creek secrets. Ooh. There it is. For all your creek secrets. That's the name of the blog. I know. For all your creek secrets, follow us online at Queer Quadrant. Yep. Do that. You can find us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Stop mocking me. (laughs) Um, Rate, review, subscribe. Tell us what you think about this movie. Tweet at us. Tell us what you would like us to cover next all that good stuff. I'm exhausted from all of the comma jokes and uh, getting so heated about this movie. But you know what? Worth it. And I would like to thank you for the Oreos because we're going to we're we're gonna gonna sugar rush. We're going to dive into those. Yeah. So, you know, each week we cover different movies. We do do that. So, like, what are we covering next week? <laughs> we are covering a movie that, let's just say, is not 
about gymnastics. It's about gymnastics and oh. also about oh. being gay. Um, we are covering Stick It next Better week. Stick that landing. You're uh, talking see if we about will. that movie. Hey, <laughs> I'm excited. It's great. Big fan of that movie. You have a lot of history with the movie. Oh, we're coming in. We're, we're coming in hot like Missy Peregrine. Oof, so hot. Can't wait to talk about that. Stick it. All oh, of that. I thought we were going to both say stick it. Ready? Okay, ready? Uh, Three, two, two uh, stick, stick it. it. <laughs> you seem almost too excited to end this episode. So uh, take it away, Jordan. So the comma is a punctuation mark that appears in several variants no! in different languages. It is the same shape as an apostrophe or a single closing quotation mark in many typefaces, but differs from them in being placed on the baseline of the text.